Hello, welcome to the Town Hall Academy and our discussion on client loyalty programs. Do they work? Now, we really uncovered some very deep thoughts on the how, what, and why of loyalty programs. We've got a wide-open dialogue here to help you consider or improve your client loyalty program. A properly deployed rewards program took his one-and-dones from 54% to 21%. Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Carm Capriato here, the Aftermarkets Podcast Guy, and I want to thank Jasper Engines and Transmissions for making the Town Hall Academy free for you. Now think how long some of your customers are keeping their vehicles. You know, the industry stats are about an average of 11 years. So where's the first place to turn when their drivetrain fails? Why, Jasper, of course. Trust a 100% associate-owned company for quality remanufactured products. Now, that's what they do best at Jasper. Keep you happy so that you can keep your customer happy. A great partner who has your customer always in mind. Hey, did you know someone who's struggling to grow a great automotive service business? Well, please put them in touch with this podcast. Now, I know they will thank you as they find a treasure of insights, ideas, and best practices that they can use to make some bold decisions in turning around their business. Go to remarkableresults.biz slash insider. And don't forget, we are constantly uncovering the talk that is on the street. We are going to serve up a strong discussion building client loyalty through loyalty programs. My guests are Brian Bates, Eagle Automotive, Columbine Hills, Colorado, Vinny Lucido, Co-Auto, Community Conscious Car Care, Reno, Nevada, and Jeff Rudnick from Pitt Crew Marketing. You'll hear a wide-open discussion. Vinny doesn't have a specific loyalty card, but has programs. Brian does have a loyalty card. And Jeff brings his insights from a loyalty card company perspective. A big takeaway for you is this. A loyalty program will not fix broken systems, processes, and a weak selling system. And therefore, if you're running well, look for every competitive edge to build a relationship with your client. Welcome to the summit for the forever automotive aftermarket student. Oh, man, we love to do this. It's week 125, and today we're going to talk about client loyalty programs. Do they work? Hey, I want to introduce my panel. It's Brian Bates from Eagle Automotive in Columbine Hills, Colorado. How you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. How you doing, Carm? I'm great, man. And just to uh, tell everyone that you do have a loyalty client loyalty card. Okay, so let's let's just keep that in mind. Vinny Lucido is here from Co Auto Community Conscious Car Care in Reno, Nevada. Hey, Vinny. How you doing? And Vinny does not have a loyalty card, but he does have loyalty programs. So we're going to kind of talk about that. we got some great contrast going. And also with us is Jeff Rudnick from Pit Crew Marketing. Now, he is a loyalty card provider. And just to make everything as transparent as possible, Brian is a customer of Jeff's. Okay, so now everybody sees how the relationship here works. Hey, um, so glad you're here. You know, do we need a loyalty program? I want to discuss, do we need loyalty programs? Can we afford loyalty programs in the industry? And if we have them, can we be different, you know, away from the standardized kind of programs? And one of the things that I absolutely hate about loyalty programs is I go to the drugstore 
And they said, do you have a loyalty card? And I said, yeah, I left it in the car. What's your phone number? Ah, what number did I give? And it's so complicated to do business with some people because the first thing out of their mouth is, do you have our loyalty card? And man, I, I don't think it should be that hard to do business with someone if they have a loyalty program. Now, I got that off my chest. <laughs> I got that off my chest. So, Jeff... Jeff, since yes. you're you're the loyalty card guy here on this show, we need to have an end goal in deciding to do something like this, no matter if it's a card, if it's a program, or the kind of things that Vinny does. So we need to sit down and say, why do we need to do this, right? Well, absolutely. You know, the, the goal is that, you're, that the consumer understands what needs to be done to the vehicle, to make the vehicle last as long as they want it to last. You have to understand the customer's goals. There's a lot of things that go into determining if you need a a loyalty program. Um, But you're trying to get the customer to come to you for everything that that relates to the vehicle. And you're trying to put them in a big bear hug, right? And, And show them that you really care about them and that you're putting your money where your mouth is. And so for us, we realized very early on that it's not about the dollars specifically, it's about all the other benefits that go along with it that keep them safe on the road, that allow them to do fundraising in the kitty, uh, that educate them about when to come in for service, give them rewards for doing things uh, to maintain that vehicle, drive down the cost of ownership. And since you're asking them to do these things, show them the love by giving them awards and rewards along the way for doing those things. So in our business, we're, we're, it's a closer, tighter business. It's not like I'm a drugstore with mega customers, you know, thousands and thousands. Well, yeah, Brian, Vinny, you probably have thousands of customers, but what do you see? Um, half of them on a regular basis? Well, you know, I, I think that the, uh, the customers that we have are definitely loyal um, and the customers we attract are tougher to get than maybe a, a retail customer where it's a decision that they buy, you know, the actual product and where they buy it really, you know, maybe is a secondary choice. So, so making sure that we do like what Jeff says, just wrap our arms around the customers so that they remain loyal to us and they have um, multiple things to think about when they decide to, to purchase our product is, uh, is very critical, um, especially given today's uh, competitive market. I mean, I think every competitive edge really uh, matters right now. So, so yeah, I, I think, you know, compared to the drugstore, it's, it's a little different. One of the things that I like about our industry, though, is that we can, uh, we do have addresses and phone numbers, and so that gives us a, a really good advantage over some of the other industries on loyalty <clears throat> programs and marketing and whatnot. I like what he just said. A competitive edge. Find every competitive edge. Vinny, I know you're into that big time. Absolutely. Um, Competitive edge uh, to me means building loyalty through relationships. When somebody sits back and they think about who are they going to bring their car to or who are they going to refer, they think about who feels like family or who has built a relationship with me that. Uh, that promotes me giving loyalty. And so you got to kind of break down what is loyalty. Who's loyal to you? Who are you loyal to? Well, it's people you trust and it's people that trust you. And how can you build trust if you don't have a relationship with these people? So for me, my loyalty programs, um, I, like I mentioned, I don't have a card, 
but we do programs and that's to kind of enhance that trust and build trust within our company. Give me an our idea. service. Well, our, since, since day one, uh, Anthony and I, we started sending out Christmas cards to our best clients, uh, at the end of the year, look through all of our best clients, the, the good clientele. And we sent out these really neat Christmas cards the first year. Can I ask and you the, a question? Yeah. Describe best clientele to me. Best clientele, they've seen us, they come in twice a year, and they spend an average of four to $600 per repair order. Okay, so it's... So, and, it's then, the... and it's not always based on numbers. Sometimes you look at those numbers and you say, well, I don't, you know, this client, uh, maybe they're difficult, maybe they're, they're a hard person to deal with. So you're not always trying to promote everybody that falls into that category, but simply it, you can pick and choose a little bit. So we've kind of moved on to our new program, which now second year through the fifth year, every Christmas we make up an amazing poem and we print that on the back of a Christmas card. And on that card, it also has a picture of all the staff. So we have a beautiful staff picture. We're usually in Christmas garb and having a good time. And then um, we add, I'll just put that in the camera. We add, you know, $40 of this and it's co-auto cash. It's got our faces on it. You know, it builds some, some value there. And so every client, it's about, I wrote some numbers down here. We, we've sent out about oh, $160,000 worth of co-auto cash, which is essentially giving back to the community. But of course, we don't see all of that come back, but we see a lot of it. And to me, that's loyalty. You send out some money, you get those loyal customers. As soon as they come back, your loyalty program is working. What's the, uh, if 160 went out, how much came back? <laughs> we don't add it up. I should. Oh, I should man. Know that. Come on. I should oh. know that number. I could. I've collected it all, but I've never counted it. Um, right. Thousands and thousands of dollars. Absolutely. We know, we know it works, so we just continue to do it. So this isn't a race to the bottom or discounting. This is just say, hey, next time you're in, no matter what you have to have, here, here's a here, here's some money. It's not a coupon. Exactly. It's money. It's good towards labor. It says on there uh, towards labor only. And okay, you know sometimes people save it up. I've had people come in with a hundred, hundred twenty dollars. Like here you go, and I love it. And we have different generations of this money. <laughs> sometimes we you know we change it and. and mock it up, change it up. So it's kind of fun to see how long they've been collecting and they come in with all this cash. And It sounds like it's pent-up loyalty, what he just described. <laughs> you know, Jeff, Vinny said the word trust, and without a doubt, inside of any good loyalty program, if trust, trust doesn't exist, you've got nothing. Yeah, I mean, without there's only so much that a, a rewards program can do. You know, you're, you, it doesn't replace doing a good job at the shop. It doesn't replace communicating with the customers. Uh, you, you have to earn all that stuff on your own. You have to be able to sell the work, produce the work, manage your people, manage your business. If you lay a well-thought-out rewards program on top of an already uh, well-functioning uh, automotive repair facility, then you're going to get tremendous results. And it, it needs to be an intelligent rewards program it needs to be something that the that the shop believes in, wants to talk about. And, you know, I think automotive repair facilities don't recognize that they're, they're retailers just like any other retailer, right? 
they need to merchandise properly. They may not have uh, products on the shelf for people to purchase, but they have uh, things that are important for the vehicle, things that are important for the shop, things that are important for the consumer uh, that need to be highlighted. And if they want a rewards program to work and do its job, which is to put the customer in a big bear hug, you have to bring some attention to it. And that means talking about it at the counter, right? And and as as Vinny is seeing the results that he's getting, there's nothing about any rewards program in the industry or outside of the automotive industry that that's really rocket science, right? I've taken a bunch of important uh, pieces to loyalty and combined them into one program that are that's easy to deploy. But I've learned how to do this by speaking with people like Vinny, actually. You know, travel on the country for the last 20 years and seeing some people that just innately get it, that connect with their community naturally. They're involved naturally. Uh, you know, we're hyper local, the, our businesses, right? We draw from a very small area. And so you want to raise your standing in the community. And if you can achieve that uh, without buying a bunch of services from people like myself or any of the others out there, then that's awesome. Um, but it's about replicating the DNA that's inside of a Vinny and, and making that easily accessible. Tell Jeff what your company name means, Vinny. Well, co-auto, the CO and auto means community conscious. And with yeah. that, yeah, we've, we've adapted six different community programs. We kind of touch on everything from education to the hippies and the, you know, the tree huckers to the military and to women and to, uh, the educational department with high school interns and so we, art. So a little bit, we, six different programs and we kind of, if you don't like one of them, then you're probably mutant. <laughs> uh, I, I'll usually share them and watch people's reactions. And as soon as their eyes light up, I'll talk more about that one. And, you yeah. see what he just said, sorry to cut you off, but this is oh, what's, you're critically, what's critically important. You know, I, if you're not going to talk about it at the counter, they're not going to care about it. You know, and so we've built in a, a community outreach, charitable giving component that very few shops actually use. But the shops that use it are rewarded so disproportionately, you know. And I had a guy call me from Oregon the first week he launched the program. And believe me, I'm not the only one in the rewards world donating to charity. So this isn't something we invented, right? But he called me up and he said, you know, I actually had someone cry when they just talking about community outreach, you know, something happened in their life. I'm sure if any, you've experienced some emotional connection at the counter. Absolutely. Right. And what Vinny talked about earlier, uh, as far as earning trust and caring about people, well, there it is right there. People do business with people. Uh, and if all you're doing is sending out an email, asking them to enroll in a rewards program, that's going to earn them a $20 certificate once every, however long, they might, you know, people like money, but it's not going to make a real connection. It's not going to keep that customer loyal in the tough times when they're being bombarded by discounts and coupons. If your customer has a vehicle they like, they shouldn't have to get rid of it because the engine, transmission, or differential failed. You know, because you and your customer know the vehicle maintenance, there's no reason they can't keep it on the road. Depreciation, license, insurance, interest, Add them all up, and they'll probably total more than it would cost to install a remanufactured product from Jasper Engines and Transmissions. 
Personal finances only go so far. Daily living expenses, college for the kids, and, as we all hope, retirement. So before your customer rushes out to buy a new or a newer used vehicle because their engine or transmission has failed, contact Jasper and find out how a remanufactured product from Jasper Engines and Transmissions can extend the life of your customer's present vehicle for an amount much less than the higher expenses that come with a vehicle trade. Give their vehicle a new lease on life with Jasper. Brian, you either have had one or just started one. Give me an idea of where you are. And if you've just recently started, why did you do it? Well, we've actually been with Jeff for about um, four years now. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, we've been running our loyalty program. And... You know, at first, we had a little bit of a tough time getting some buy-in, and the nice thing um, that we found was that um, Jeff's data collection is really good, which helps you um, either decide, hey, look, this is really working, or um, we got some areas of opportunity that we can uh, we can improve on, or that maybe this just doesn't work in our demographic or fit into our business model. So, um, so what we found was after running it for uh, a year, um, that the people that we did give the loyalty cards to um, versus the people that we didn't, there was some significant uh, um, performance indicators that showed us that that it really did have an effect on people. Um, the The first one was that um, the people that we gave the, the cards to, they visited um, a significant amount or n- more times than uh, than the people that didn't have the loyalty cards if one of our advisors didn't give one. Brian, was that an A-B test or did you do that on purpose? Uh, we didn't do it on purpose, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's when, you, when you're first implementing a program like this, trying to get everybody into the system and, uh, and be consistent about it. Plus, you, you really have nobody that has a card. So it can be inundating, um, you know, especially when it's really busy. So there were times where, uh, where we weren't able to, to get everybody a reward card, a loyalty card. So it did give us a, a nice little um, AB uh, sort of data points. And then, uh, then we found that they, not only did they visit more times, but then they, uh, they also spent more money when they did visit. And so, um, so that right off the bat really excited our service advisors and it, and it allowed us to really get some buy-in with them. Um, and as we've been going, um, through the uh, through the process over the last four years and refining some things and and uh, and being really consistent, we we look at what our cards are right now, and I think um, we're up in the upper ninety percent of what how many customers have our cards, and so that's uh, that's been a really nice. Uh, a nice side benefit, you know, when you're looking at the business side of things, um, you know, Jeff is, uh, and, um, and Vinny and all of us really that are doing business the way that we're doing, we're really concerned that we're doing things for the right reason. And that, um, that those numbers should be a result of what we're doing, that we're not chasing the numbers, but we're actually doing what we believe in. And those numbers are a reward for, for that. Brian, what were your right reasons for doing this? Uh, retention, recruitment, or other? 
there's a few things, but really we, we do want to reward customers that are loyal to us and to let them know that we really care about them. Um, and the, the charity component is a, uh, is, is a component of that that we really liked. Um, being able to offer customers roadside assistance if they're in our area or outside of our area, um, really, you know, meant a lot to us because we do get customers and we know that that's a very stressful experience. Um, I've, um, taking a few trips over the last 10 years and uh, had a couple of ish, ish, situations where um, a check engine light comes on or the vehicle isn't, um, is, isn't acting right. And even though um, I'm a master technician, it's extremely stressful. So I know that for a customer that, you know, somebody that doesn't really have a good knowledge about vehicles, that can be really um, stressful too. So, so all of that um, and just trying to be that place where somebody can turn to and that we can help and have a positive impact on a situation where they're stressful so that they can, um, so they can, they can really take care of their family or, you know, or make sure that they can get to their work or whatever they need to do and minimize the disruption really means a lot to us. And so anything that we can do that, that has a significant role in that really was the right reason for us. And then you start getting into, um, having, you know, uh, making sure that our customer attrition rate is minimized, um, having a way to reach out to people when, when we are a little, you know, slow, if, if we've got a lull in the season and say, Hey, let's, uh, let's kind of build on some of the tools that we have in our, um, in our possession. And, and the rewards, uh, program is one of those things that we can remind people, Hey, look, there now's a great time to come in and don't forget about, um, using your rewards. Um, you have a balance with us. And so that'll spur on some, some, uh, some activity as well. Guys, I, I really want to dig into this word charity that I keep hearing and, and see how it works with you. Vinny, I know you just described six or seven different components of your, uh, uh, what you do for your customers. Uh, expl- help the audience understand at least one of those and, and how it works. Here's one that I didn't even mention that I'll, it's more around a loyalty reward. And that is, we have partnered with a restaurant and they are called Grateful Gardens. Best restaurant in Reno, hands down. They serve food to every dietary type. With that, I've got to know the owner really well. I love his business model. Him and I have connected. Now we're friends. I go wakeboard with him and such, whatever. But the point is, there was another relationship that I built. Now, this business owner has afforded me the opportunity to buy gift cards from his business at half price. So I spend about four to $500 a quarter and I buy $20 Grateful Gardens gift cards. And my referral program is such that if you refer a new client to CoAuto, even if you've never been a client, ideally you are, well, we'll give you and whoever you referred one of these $20 Grateful Gardens gift cards. Now that's $40 towards food that cost me $20. So for me, loyalty comes when, once again, somebody thinks about your business when the, when the idea is brought up. Maybe they're sitting in their car with their friend and they see their check engine light on and they say, you know what? I'm hungry. <clears throat> if I give you a referral to CoAuto, I'm going to get 20 bucks, Grateful Gardens, and so are you. Let's go to lunch. To me, that's loyalty is when the idea is brought up similar to maybe a BNI group, uh, which is business networking. Those are referral partners. Those are people that will once 
uh, sorry, you were talking about charity. So I know this, it, this doesn't really hit that charity line. Um, for charity, more is our veterans car giveaway. Every year we give a car to a local veteran in need. And the way that looks is a, a local veterans resource center of Nevada finds the veteran. So we're not out trying to search for who deserves this vehicle. Rather, we have a professional in the industry that says, this guy or gal is deserving and this family needs a car. So every Christmas time, we give a car to a local veteran in need. Now, of course, the news finds out and they come down and they do a story. And that's not the purpose. The purpose is how does it make you feel? How does it make the people around you feel? Is it building a positive relationship with the community? And it does all those things. And the benefit is, sure, we get on the news and people see that and they feel, that's the key word here, they feel that you, even if they've never been to your shop, they know that you're benefiting the community and that you're putting your heart out there. I never, I don't talk about us fixing cars the best. I don't talk us about, you know, typically about us having a 36 month, 36K warranty. That's not what sells people. Relationships sell people. And if you are into charity, that means you're into building relationships. And if you're building relationships, your business is going to grow. Thank you. Um, yeah, I did ask charity. And thanks for bringing on that, that thing with the, um, uh, with, with the veterans. But I had a thought here. Guys, you're the experts. Feeling what charity means, and, and maybe you're doing this, and I don't know. But if I had a loyalty program for my customers, and I said, listen, $20 out of every single visit will go to a charity of your choice. And the reason you come here is because we're going to give to the cat organization, to the, the homeless, or whatever it is that is on our list. Am I thinking right when it comes to those kinds of charity programs or not, Jeff? It's, it's just amazing that you picked Vinny to be on this program. I mean, I love the things that he's doing, right? And like I said, this is what inspired us because there are many shop owners, I would imagine, watching this or will watch this that'll get excited about what Vinny's saying, and they should. And then it'll slowly turn to, well, how in the world do I manage all that, right? I don't have Vinny's DNA. I'm not out there. Make, I don't go out and make those relationships, or where do I find the time? And that's what inspired us to, in our world, to automate this, right? So with our program, we've built it. It just looks like you, right? So you can set up a charity very quickly, right? So you, Vinny could go in and set this charity up and send out emails and text messages very quickly saying, hey, we support this particular, uh, this, this veterans group or the Wounded Warriors or the local school. That charity would then get an email uh, along you know, saying, hey, we're raising money for you, right? So again, what I'm saying is I'm not trying to promote exactly how we do it. I'm saying, take these great ideas and make them easily deployable, right? And then the consumer is also alerted that they can donate a, propor a, a portion of those dollars to that particular charity. And it has to resonate, right? This has to be a real thing, something that the shop cares about, something that's important to the community, and each, you know, there is a benefit, right, to the shop. When you give, you, you actually get back disproportionately. It's one of the great side benefits of, of giving. It also builds great teamwork uh, and, and, and intrinsic value to coming to work, right? The people that work in, the, in that organization are happy about the cool things that they do. Yeah, I'd like to, if I can, Jeff, um, just kind of jump in on that as well, because 
Um, I think that there is a uh, there there there's really three stakeholders that are in um, the business, right? I mean, you have the uh, the team members, you have the customers, and then you have the business itself. Um, and so, remembering what you're talking about there, that uh, this is this is something that people um, they stay loyal to the company as well. So it's a it's a um, I don't, I don't want to say it's a side benefit. It should be a major consideration who you um, who you commit yourself to, um, what sort of community involvement you have, and the team members should be involved in that. And, and so when you decide that we're going to support this this organization or whatever you decide to do, that should be a team decision because they they get extremely excited about it. We have a uh, we have a car. Um, giveaway that we do um, several times a year, and the and the fact when the technicians are involved in it, and the store manager and the service advisors, they all kind of come together to help get a car together, and then they are there when we give the car to the person in need. It's a single mom um, organization, and she really lets everybody know what that means to them. Um, the sense of loyalty and and purpose. And uh, meaningful work really comes together and it, and it really highlights the importance of a vehicle in general to all of our customers, not just that one customer. So remembering all those components is very important. And the one nice thing, um, like Jeff said, about having that loyalty program is we'll send out um, some some checks that some some uh, mailers that look like checks and just let people know that that's their balance and we get a lot of people that come back and say hey look we'd like to donate this to a cause and and we suggest that they donate it to this uh, to this program that we do and that creates a lot of uh, loyalty with the customers there so so it really is kind of a 360 um, 360 degree to me model that that really involves everybody and the nice thing about with our vendors is they'll they'll get involved in it too so it's not all on the shoulders of the business um to to you know give back to a to some sort of cause and that doesn't have to be dealing with cars but the vendors will also get involved if we're doing something for veterans or or the like too so it's it's i don't know it to me it makes it um, a lot more rewarding to come to work and be in the business that we're in i'm just I wanted to kind of talk again about what Jeff was talking about and, and where this all began was, you know, do we have time? Where can I find the time for this? And we talked about using your staff, the team. They're where you find the time. You don't have to do everything. I have a rock star in my shop. Her name's Rochelle. She started, she's been the, my longest running uh, team member, started as a uh, receptionist um, and has grown into an amazing service advisor, just a great person. But she manages all my programs. I handed them all to her. So when it comes to scheduling the women's car care clinic and hosting that, she handles it. Uh, although the staff were all there to, to teach the class, but she's handling the organization of that. She handles all the local art that comes into the waiting room. She has 25 artists in there and she handles it all. She handles talking and communicating with the veterans car giveaway. Every time we have a new high school internship program or every time our our intern comes in now, Zach, she sets him on a path. And we have another partnership with the Arbor Day Foundation. Every oil service we do, we have a tree planted in your honor. So there's where I'm talking about we got the hippies. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So with that, I guess what I'm getting at is 
all these things take a little bit of time, but they're not all the same day. You know, the artists come once a month, the car giveaway once a year, the, um, the high school internship is kind of a you know weekly, daily thing. So what I'm getting at is you don't need to do everything all the time, all at once. It's spread out. So you can hand off these tools that you have created to your staff and allow them to to operate as you would. Um, you know, and then you mentioned both of you guys mentioned uh, using charities that really hit home with your staff. So I ask, hey guys. What charity do you want us to give to? And one of my lead technicians, Moms, works for uh, a local charity and one of the coolest charities in Reno. And I reached out, you know, at let them know anything we can do to help. Next thing you know, they post on Facebook that they need something. You know, a window is damaged on one of their work vans, so I had them bring it in. I fixed the regulator, and no charge, no cost. Sent them down the road. Um, so that's just another charity work. But my technician was able to see that we're reaching out and helping the charities that they desire as well. And it's not all about what the owners want, but you have to get buy-in from the team. And that's the most important thing is really just getting buy-in. And once you have the buy-in, they have the backing and you can, you can do anything you want if your team's supporting you is, is my point to that. So get your support from the team, really dig in and find out what they cherish because it's important to your team. And, it and it's as simple as asking them, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it can be daunting for shop owners to, again, to look at what, what Brian and Vinny are, are achieving and to think if they can replicate it. But what Vinny just said, it's as simple as asking them, hey, what's important to you? And I would take it one step further, ask your, your consumers as well. Yeah. yeah. Because they... You know, you, you, there's no limit to the charities you can give to if they want to give to this one charity. And, and we have to always look at our, at our, uh, ourselves as a business that needs to make money. And so it's difficult sometimes to, to think about, well, I'm giving this because I want to, but there has to be a benefit too, you know? And so the more successful the shop is, the more you can give. So if you look at, I'm just going to throw out a quick example. We set up a, uh, a charity in Tacoma, Washington for Rolf's Import Auto. He did it. It's very simple, right? It does, has nothing to do with us. He just fills out a form online in the system and set up a, uh, a school district for, to, for people to send money to. The email went out, got shared on the, develop, on the Facebook page at the school, and he had 12 appointments in one day just by saying he was going to donate money. No money had even been donated yet. So the, the point is, People are hungry to be involved and hungry to be a part of a community. We all are governed by the same things. We want to be a part of something. We want to feel good about what we do. We want to be competent. Uh, and this sense of community, if you can give it to someone, they're hungry for it. And your staff is hungry for it. Your customers are hungry for it. You know, um, one of the things that we uh, um, found that um, – Chris over at uh, Wilhelm Automotive, he's got about nine shops, I think, in the uh, Phoenix area, and he has a spirit committee, and uh, they they organize a lot of social events, and we decided to incorporate the spirit committee in our company, and so once a month, the um, committee of non-managers 
gets together and decides what we're going to do socially, the Christmas uh, events, any sort of monthly events, that sort of thing. Um, but we also decide what um, what community involvement we're doing and make sure that that gets organized and that they do that um, as well. So, and, and a lot of that comes from what they hear from the customers, but also what they feel in their hearts and, uh, and what, um, the other guys in the team are giving them, uh, feedback on. So, so yeah, there's, there's lots of ways that you can do this and you just have to um, really listen to what other people are doing and be innovative and uh, know where your bandwidth is and where your, your time is best spent, but it, it definitely needs, uh, to, um, be spent somewhere in this sort of, uh, sort of arena or this area of, uh, of giving back to the community. I have not heard in the last 20 minutes one word out of customer loyalty program. All I've heard was community and charity. And um, and, and that's really a good feeling on my side. And I couldn't help but think that, Brian, you have Jeff's system. Jeff, you're, you have a program. And the yeah. only thing I could think about is that you bring a systematic or a systematized approach to this. Is that is that really what that's all about? A hundred percent. And you know, we've we're a boutique company. We you know, just to give you an idea, we we give exclusives. We don't work with every shop. Our program was built to replicate the shop to take some things that are difficult for them to achieve and make them more automated while putting their brand forward. We disappear into the background, right? We're unimportant other than we've taken these great ideas and put them into one place that's easily manageable. Community outreach is just one of them, right? Rewards dollars, that's the simplest thing. Anybody can take a parts and labor subtotal, apply a percentage to it, stick it on a in an email and say, you've earned this much money. That's just stored value. It's not enough in the automotive industry. Customers are not in our shops enough to remember the the small amount of money that you can afford to give them without going out of business. You know, if they go to Starbucks every day, they're going to earn a coffee once a week. Uh, and that they remember. They're excited about their coffee. They're not excited about the about getting their, their vehicle fixed. Why don't they argue about paying $5 for a, a 37-cent cup of coffee yet? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. Well, because it's a drug. Caffeine's a drug. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to make automotive repair a drug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I know it's a necessity, but it's not a drug. It's like <laughs> saying make the dentist trip a drug. I, I just don't think it's going to catch on there, Carm. <laughs> right. I want Go ahead. Sorry, I wanted to mention one thing because we touched on it and there's so it's important again, it's it's not that my rewards card program is the only one out there. It's really a whole benefits package, but like with Brian for instance, when we deployed this, it, the big challenge was his one and dones, right? The whole industry had the problem with first-time visitors never coming back. Within about a year and a half, we took his one and dones. If you have a, if you have his rewards program, forget about mine. There's a lot of rewards programs out there. A properly deployed rewards program took his one and dones from 54% to 21%. I mean, we did the math. We beat it up every different way, and we had a third party look at it. And do you mind if I share the number, Brian? No, go ahead. $735,000 in lost opportunity just on the the households that didn't have a rewards card. We got rid of fleets. We got rid of out-of-towners. Um, so when you combine rewards dollars, community outreach, a integrated referral program, real concierge-level roadside assistance, not buried in the fine print where they have to get the roadside, get a uh, invoice, 
uh, and pay for it and then apply it to get reimbursed. I'm talking take care of the customer. Put your best foot forward. I have a burning question. Brian, you're in Napa Car Care. You guys do have a roadside assistance program, but you're saying that Jeff has one too? Right, right. And so um, one of the the things that Jeff's program does really well, and uh, and we invest in that just because it, it does uh, create the bear hug that we're, we're wanting to have with the customer, is that it makes it really easy to, uh, to do. And, and, um, and some of the programs that are out there, even though they may be a benefit when you start overlaying everything, um, the customer kind of takes the path of least resistance. So, um, so yeah, we, uh, we're, we're more than happy to offer that to our customers and to remind them about the importance of the rewards program, because then it, then it kind of leads into some of the other things and they tell their, their friends about it, you know, with the referral program, the maintenance, uh, you know, rewards program and the, the community involvement. And of course the rewards that they get, um, back every day. So, so yeah, it is a, it is kind of a, a pretty in-depth, uh, comprehensive program above and beyond, like Jeff said, just rewards themselves. I'm, I'm fascinated with the one and dones that, that moved, uh, moved him up to, did you say that the gap or what, what he earned on the second visits were 730,000? No, that was the lost opportunity. So the, the, the households that did not okay. get a rewards program and all its benefits uh, spent that much less. Okay, so what was the, if they went from one and dones to one and twos, uh, you know, uh, maybe threes, could, were you able to track those that stayed because they had some kind of loyalty connect? Yeah, so we measured, one, we went one visit, two visit, three visit, four visit, five visit plus, right? And I don't have the numbers in front of me but every one of those increased. And what's really shocking, like for instance, out at Wilhelm Automotive, uh, who's, who's also a client and has been for, for a few years, when we deployed the program, uh, what they had said was it, it was shocking how quickly a client came back, a consumer came back for their deferred work when they had these benefits, right? So they noticed a very quick turnaround in, in a customer sometimes right at the counter saying, you know, why don't we go ahead and book that appointment? So I'm not, it's not a, this is not a panacea, right? It's not going to fix everything. But when you, we've created a housing and I would say this to any shop, I'd say it to Vinny, you know, if you're doing it yourself, it's important to have a, a, a very, a containerized product that you can show the customer that this is our rewards program. These are our benefits. Here's what we're asking you to do to earn these results because what we're after is what's good for the vehicle is good for the consumer is good for the shop. So you reward in that way. We're rewarding people to take care of their vehicle, right? That so you have to think of it in that way. Is it all community based or is it, are there some that just say, I'll, I'll send out a, a rewards certificate for money. I was just going to uh, take that just to kind of talk about some other ideas as well, because yeah. no, it's, it's not all community-based. Um, right. And I don't do all these things I'm about to say. A lot of them Anthony and I are talking about, and, and we will start implementing them. But here are just some really cool ideas I was thinking about and researching. Um, what if you took all your top clients? I mean, like you look through, you know these people are great. You know every time they come in, they don't question things. They love your service. They leave you five-star reviews. Take them to lunch. What if you called them up, said, hey, uh, you want to meet down at, at a local restaurant? I'm going to take you to dinner, take you to lunch, bring your wife. I'll bring mine. 
what kind of a relationship are you going to build? Do you think they're going to go somewhere else next time? No, no. They're depends how back. dinner goes. Yeah, <laughs> it depends where you take them. Um, right. so, you know, there's an option. What about same idea with those top clients and you send them some flowers? It's real easy to call and order some flowers to send to a top client. And, and maybe it's, it's your top 10. But those are the people that are your advocates already. They're already out there talking about you. So why not really gain some traction within you know, their feelings? Like You really need to hit home with that because that's what you want. You want to speak to their heartstrings. That's where, that's where they're going to remember you. I mean, you know, we actually have a shop here in Reno. Uh, they've got four locations. And I used to work with them. And for over 10 years now, they do... Get this, a buy one, get one free oil change. That's loyalty. You get that first oil service. Are you going to go somewhere else to get it the next time? No, you're going to return because it's a free one. So that's a pretty big incentive to kind of keep people coming back. You think there's loyalty after the second oil change? Oh, can I, can I take that real quick? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, the loyalty, in my opinion, does come because... They've, they've had service with you. So they trusted yeah. you the first time. So they returned to you the second time simply because, you know, well, first, it's their free one. So if they didn't like you the first time, they're probably still going to come back because this is their free one. And maybe you have a better opportunity to, to serve them. Now, I know this program works, but I'm not going to implement that particular one. But maybe it works for some shops. You know, what you have to remember with loyalty is, and I learned this the hard way, well, there's more ways to hurt your company than there is to help it. You have to be very careful. If all you've done is dramatically increase your discounting uh, at the end of the year without really changing loyalty, we're in big trouble, right? And you can't really discount. You can't have expanding discounts. It, business doesn't work that way. Anyway, so it's important that people know as much as we want to be good guys, rewarding your customers is about giving as little as possible to get the best possible result. It just is. You know, it, that, that has to be sort of the how do we be more effective with the way we give oil changes? We used to, we used to track everything, all the BG services, and we're giving away half off of this transmission flush. And you get six of these, you get one of these. It became very complicated. We even built a, a wall behind one of the service counters with all the free gifts you could win. Uh, you know, for different, it just got complex. And so we just kind of went right straight, straight back down to tracking oil changes. And if you're getting all the oil changes, you're pretty much getting everything if your selling system is 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 is, a pro, is good if you know what you're doing so anyway we were talking oil changes i believe in rewarding for oil changes because the results work sure absolutely i want to uh, i want to just kind of switch gears just to just slightly here because i think one of the things that um we were curious about when we first started the um reward program was will this um, change our change change our attrition rate. Um, people that that we we lose right, and we found a couple of things. One is um, we really started tracking why are people um, not coming back to do business with us, and so we did a lot of uh, personal phone calls. Um, we implemented a text messaging uh, program that really started um, talking to people after four months, eight months, twelve months, thirteen months of not coming in. And just asking them, you know, if everything was okay, if the if uh, um, there was a reason why they hadn't been in, that sort of thing. And what we really found was, uh, especially back in 2015, between 2015 and 2018, 
um, for those three years, they were leaving because they bought new cars or they left because they got, um, they, they, they moved out of the area, that sort of thing. Um, and so we really looked at the, the loyalty program because that was a question that I had for Jeff. Hey, um, this doesn't really seem to change the, the attrition rate that we have. And when we started really digging into that, we found, well, there's, there's no loyalty program that's going to have somebody come fix their car if it's under warranty. Um, most people still get their oil changed uh, at the dealership if it's under warranty. You know, if they leave town, there there's no loyalty program that's going to do that. So I think when you're looking at that, um, if if that's the reason, and and Carm, you asked before, what's the end game? If the end game is um, I'm losing customers left and right, I, I need a loyalty program to keep them coming back. Um, I think you're you're definitely you know putting a putting the cart before the horse, or or you really yeah. need to dig into the whys. And, uh, and the nice thing that we have found, and Jeff has, uh, has also implemented this in his, uh, his company, is a text message program that really kind of digs into that. And so that holistic approach as well um, really helps a business owner find out, okay, why, why are people happy with this? What are we doing that makes people happy? Is it a digital inspection program? The reviews, how do we get reviews and get people to share those? Um, are people happy with text messaging or not? But really, people will uh, will take you know a few seconds out of their day and give you some feedback where they will not answer the phone anymore. I mean, we just I, I don't answer the phone. I mean, if I don't recognize the number, even if I do, a lot of times like, hey, I don't have time to talk on the phone, but I'll I'll answer a quick text text message. So so that has really helped us out, and I and I want to just make sure that um, that I'm clear about that as well is that the uh, our attrition rate hasn't changed, but that it was because we found out that people were leaving us. Um, in my mind for the right reasons, not, you know, things that were scary. Like we weren't making people happy or we weren't doing a good job for them. Wanted to touch base because Brian's got a great point. Uh, when it comes to customer surveys, we do a lot of the same thing. We have a uh, text uh, for lost customers, or we haven't seen you for so many months or a lot of variables we can do. And that's, that's customer loyalty too. Uh, and it's automated so that you can have on the back end. Um, but we also send out customer surveys in the mail. And people have a different connection with writing on paper, I believe, than they do typing. Um, but the point is, you know, I, for instance, I had a client in my BNI group, all five stars, except where it said, um, do you feel you saved money by going to Coato? She put two stars. So I, I approached her uh, at the next BNI meeting. And I, I just said, I just want to talk about this. And she's like, Oh, no, it's fine. You guys were great. I don't think I was charged too much. Well, I didn't believe her then. I believed her when she gave me the survey because that was on her own time in her own space. So then when she's approached, like, how do you like my service? That connection was too much. You don't want to tell somebody you don't like them to their face. So it's much easier to do through a survey. So with that survey, it's really an open door to correct something uh, that's uh, and build value or trust in your company. But it, it opens the door to... Get a true, honest opinion by sending out a customer survey, and that's also customer loyalty because it turns your it, it gives you an opportunity to fix something that might not have been right in their first experience. Excellent! Hey, great, great insights, guys. I have to tell you something. This is this was um, this was really good. I liked where it went. Um, I, I actually it went places I didn't expect it to go. We uh, today we talked about client loyalty programs. Do they work? 
Boy, wow, man, we covered a lot of stuff. And you know, the, the thing I loved about it, my 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 idea and this whole deferred work thing uh, that you guys are talking about is that are we as an industry looking deep enough in all of the deferred work that we have and uh, and just growing our businesses the way they are? So I'll give you all of you a last word. Uh, Jeff Rudnick, Pit Crew Marketing, I'll give you the last word, your, your last word. Wow, now I'm speechless. Now, uh, well, thank you very much for having me on the program. You know, I, I, I love having an opportunity to chat with, with guys that seem to get it and, and that want to be better at what they do. For our company, uh, we've built our business based on great ideas that we've gotten from great uh, shop owners, right? And uh, we're not the only rewards program out there, and we're, that's not all we do. Uh, we just want to do our part to help uh, the aftermarket and, and and appreciate the opportunity to be here. Thank you very much. Great, Jeff. Uh, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Um, Brian Bates, Eagle Automotive, Columbine Hills, Colorado. I, I want to just give a shout out to you, Carm, just in general. Um, I love what you do. I love the fact that you get great people together to talk about how we can help each other um, elevate the industry and really serve our customers um, and everybody benefits so um, I'm, I'm just honored to be a part of this discussion and um, somebody that you call on so that I can help other people that are that are trying to put components together in their business and make sure that, you know, when they look at the aftermarket auto um, auto repair community, um, our customers are really uh, impressed and that we have a, a competitive edge um, that really, you know, makes us unique. And, and you have a great part in that and the things that you're doing. So thanks a lot, Carmen. Thank you, man. Uh, unsolicited, uh, I, I sure appreciate the kind words. But, you know, let me go back to the program that you're, you're currently using. Uh, lock solid, it's helped your business? Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I think no matter what program you use, like I said, you know, make sure that you do have an end game, that you have the ability to track the results, that you get buy-in from your team, that the customers give you good feedback, and it has the components that you really feel are going to give you a, a unique uh, um, position in the in the community amongst your customers to give them what they're looking for. So um, we're very happy with our loyalty program and and the people that we've talked to that are also using Jeff are are happy as well. And and Jeff would be honest with you that there's customers that he's worked with that it just uh, didn't work for him. But again, um, you know Jeff uh, Jeff does a really good job at giving us the data to make those decisions. Yeah, and to me, I think that's the key. You don't want to check a box and say I have a loyalty card without following following up and following through and looking for the ROI and all the right reasons. Like you you all said, if, if you got to do it for all the right reasons. And and the whole charity piece to me was the fabulous umbrella over this thing. Vinny Lucido, Co Auto, Community Conscious Car Care, Reno, Nevada. You have the last word. Well, thank you, Carm. I also want to just thank you. I love the Town Hall Academy. I love what you do. I share it with them. I, right now, I think my staff's listening to this. Uh, so shout out to my amazing team. Uh, shout out to my, my big brother and, and partner in this, in this business. So I love it. It brings up so many new ideas and, and so many ways we can improve our own businesses. So with that, uh, first, I just want to kind of close with what is loyalty? So think about that. Uh, why should someone be loyal to you? So loyalty is your loyalty card, your loyalty program means nothing if these people don't feel loyal to something within your company, whether it's the owners, the people. I have people that come in because they're loyal to Rochelle because they love seeing her and that's 
maybe why they return. So there, there's more than loyalty than just programs and cards. And, and so think about unique ways to promote your loyalty. Don't be the same all the time. You know, try to think of something different. And I'll close with this is that uh, relationship building is the foundation to loyalty. So I rarely do this. I rarely ask a question after everyone spoke. But you, you motivated me, Vinny, to say, is loyalty built on quality, safety, and reliability? Those are three foundational things, yes. And I would add relationships as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Got to do the job right the first time, right? Tell yep. them about it. And for all the right reasons, you solve their pain points. You build loyalty, trust, and relationships with all of that. Uh, to have a, a program as an umbrella above that is just icing on the cake, but the foundation has to be there. I think that's what you're all saying to me. No doubt. Yeah. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. 